0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, Editor-at-Large of Recode. You may know me as someone who looks forward to ignoring CES every year, but in my spare time, I talk tech and you're listening to Recode Decode from the Vox Media Podcast Network. Today in the red chair is Laura Haddock, the CEO of sex toy startup called Laura DiCarlo. She got a lot of publicity late last year when the trade group that runs CES said it was going to give her company an innovation award at this year's show and then decided to rescind the award because, oops, it was for a sex toy. Laura, welcome to Recode Decode. (laughs) I just I I don't want to make this a comical thing, because I do think a lot of technology innovation has happened in in that industry and it's often been ignored. It's always been at the forefront of internet and digital stuff. And so I I do want to talk about it, I do know a lot about it. I wrote a lot about it in the early days of the internet and how it sort of was an important part, and it's also not an embarrassing part either necessarily. It sometimes can be lots of things can be embarrassing. Facebook leaving New York is embarrassing, (laughs) things like that. So let's talk a little bit about what happened. Let's talk about that. I want some history of your company too, and sure. what went on. So why don't we start with some history of your company and what happened at CES? And I really truly hate going to CES and have stopped doing so.
1: <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, agreed. Yeah, so we I started the company back in October of 2017, mm-hmm. um, and the idea had been with me for for years before that. But um, in the span of a year and a half, we went from concept to product prototype in hand, and we're on
0: our bridge to manufacturing. So um, in and the, why did you decide to go into? I want a little more background. What was the yes? Yeah, oh. This has been an area yeah. that's been... There's lots of innovative companies in this area. All yeah. Kinds
1: of, um, well, I think a big part of it was I had this insane orgasm when I was about eight, uh, 28 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a blended orgasm, and it literally landed me on the floor, and I <laughs> stared at the ceiling for a okay. minute. And all went, right. Okay. Innovation
0: strikes anywhere. Uh, how do yeah. I do that again?
1: So um, I literally started to really dive into the anatomy and physiology of the erogenous zones in females. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a background in healthcare, um, and... It's uh, a bit of an obsession of mine. Mm -hmm. So uh, I started really kind of picking that all apart and figuring out how do you do this? And what I ended up doing is... And what what was the lay of the land when you
0: looked around at at the sector?
1: Yeah, well... I think it was. An, it's important to note that there wasn't really any product on the market that really spoke to what we're trying to do now. Mm-hmm. Um, what ended up becoming this product, um, I wanted something that um, was completely hands-free mm-hmm. for people with vaginas. Mm-hmm. I wanted something that um, could fit everyone. Mm-hmm. So um, there were no data points mm-hmm. for where folks's, uh where where people's clitorises are, where Mm -hmm. their G spots, the Grafenberg spot is, Um, you can't find that data or that spread of data. So I had to collect that myself. And additionally, we wanted to eliminate the use of vibration Mm -hmm. um, in favor of human motion or biomimicry. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to um, replicate
0: the uh, the sensations you get with a human partner, and um, so you're approaching it from an entrepreneurial set. Like this yeah. is how people make dating apps or photo apps or things like that. You're doing <laughs> market research. And-
1: yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I actually created a survey and I, I started collecting these data points by email surveys. Um, whoever would talk to me about it, and
0: I wanted to understand. Well, I'm going to jump one more time. Yeah. But the history had been there's been a lot of technology. Early porn stuff was it really fueled the internet in the beginning. A lot of sites oh, which were yeah. and a lot of innovations like. Tinder came from a lot of I remember a site called m to m for sex dot com. a lot of mm-hmm. the early you know, sample it and then subscribe kind mm-hmm. of stuff. A lot of the conceptual ideas were very clearly. and AOL for sure definitely benefited from. Sex talk, essentially. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you look not at just benefited; it really did fuel a lot of, yeah. of the growth of the company. Look at the uh, the VCR versus yeah. Betamax.
1: I mean, right, Betamax lost out because they didn't allow porn on their platform. Right. So, what so technology's always been a part
0: of this. I and mean, did had you research
1: that the idea of that I, this has been. Uh, not at that time. Mm-hmm. Not when I first started. It didn't really become—because, I, like I said, I have a, a healthcare background. I was more concerned with um, the uh, anatomy and physiology and the, the, the workings of it, like how it interfaced with a human interface. So it— um, at that time, it didn't really occur to me. I just knew that there was a dearth of um, technology that spoke to female physiology mm-hmm. and how those products worked. They had there was a, there's a ton of stuff that's like one size fits all, and you and I both know that nobody yeah. like there are no two people are the same. So um, when I started realizing there just wasn't a product like this, uh, I just started doing designs for it and I started uh, creating ideas around this and what I wanted that perfect product to look like. And it um, did you have funding? Uh, not at that time. Um, I started gathering all that data, and then um, I, right after I founded the company, um, I started uh, pulling in funding, and that was actually— Part of what made this possible was a partnership with Oregon State University. Because if, I mean, if you're going to go create a, mm-hmm. uh, a new mechanical object or, or project like that, it's extremely capital intensive. Mm-hmm. Um, engineering is, period. So uh, I sat down with uh, John Parmigiani from the Oregon State University Prototype Development Lab. Mm-hmm.
0: And at first I told him my— Can you my, explain what that is for people who don't understand prototype? Uh, or, uh, not just Oregon State, but in general, what uh, that entails. You're making something— Oh, prototype. Of yeah, so it's uh, what what John helped us do. We're
1: we're creating a product from basically from conception all the way to you have something in hand. It may not be pretty, but it works, and mm-hmm. that proof of concept mm-hmm. is what generally is going to allow you to um, uh, file for a patent or. Uh, Protect your IP, mm-hmm. um, and at that point, if you can say yes, I've created it, yes, it works, um, then you can protect yourself. Sure, and uh, that's what we were aiming to do uh, when I sat down with John, and you know, all of the my experiences aside, he would, you know, he's like, I'm not sure about the application, but mm-hmm. when I handed him a document that had 52. Uh, engineering requirements to, in order to uh, create the product, he went, that's something we can do. So, he gathered a team at Oregon State, who, Oregon State happens to be one of the top four robotics uh, mm-hmm. programs in, in the country, mm-hmm. and uh, we had a, a team of engineers that specialize in robotics. Um, I've got, actually, I was speaking to Dr. Ada Rhodes-Short this morning, who mm-hmm. is our mechatronics engineer, mm-hmm. um, and she's a PhD with, that specializes in robotics. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, she was one of the first folks on the team. And we started creating that product and throwing down the designs and creating proof of concept. And we, by the time I, we kind of wrapped up that industry-sponsored research project with Oregon State, we'd filed five patents. Mm-hmm. Um, we just finished filing another four, three, four, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're on, uh, we're on eight patents and we're talking about filing a few more mm-hmm. um, in order to protect that IP. All right, let's talk about the product. What product Mm -hmm. then you create? Because you're talking about robotics. Mm -hmm. Explain what the product is. So um, what we're trying to elicit is a blended orgasm. In Mm -hmm. order to do that, you need to stimulate both the clitoris, the part that you do see, um, and the Grafenberg spot, which is actually associated with the clitoris. It's Mm -hmm. part of it. It's all a a part of the same erogenous tissue. Mm -hmm. Most people really don't. Don't understand that. Mm-hmm. It's about the size of a half avocado and shaped like a wishbone, the mm-hmm. clitoris. Um, and it actually lies underneath the external, internal, internal labia. And what we're trying to do is stimulate the whole thing from the part that you do see all the way to the part you don't see on the internal um, vaginal canal on the anterior wall. And So the product goes inside. It actually swells and conforms to fit to the individual user. Mm -hmm. And we've created a sweeping motion, Mm -hmm. um, kind of like a come hither, Mm -hmm. uh, that goes (laughs) over the G-spot, right? (laughs) I just love the term. So that sweeps over the G-spot, and what we've done is we've created a range of where most people's G-spots lie. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're sweeping over that range, and then it uh, fluxes over the top of the clitoris to uh, stimulate the clitoris touchlessly and delivers a uh, additional sensation to the entire body or the corpus of the clitoris. Right. So we're stimulating the whole thing in a hands-free platform uh, without the use of vibration.
0: Right, and why is that? What was that? I, I, I'm really interested in the actual technology of this because I'm a technology writer, yeah. but go ahead. Why are we eliminating mm-hmm. vibration? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was
1: uh, in favor of the use of biomimicry. Mm-hmm. Um, penises don't vibrate, mm-hmm. <laughs> hands don't vibrate, right. and um, I did not have well, well, in if, movies they do, in, <laughs>
0: like, like, Marvel movies. <laughs> right, <go> right. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I didn't have this kind of orgasm um, mm-hmm. using a vibrator, um, mm-hmm. and and we wanted something that uh, was much more biological in nature. And mm-hmm. in order to do that, we had to create micro-robotics that utilized biomimicry.
0: Well, um, why had previous technologies been around vibration? Did you have, did you I, have any you idea?
1: Know, I mean, we know that they, they started creating vibrators as early as the 1920s uh, for medicinal purposes, and that was... Ironically, then uh, used to treat hysteria Mm -hmm. in women. Um, Of course, we Everything looks like hysteria in women. Mm-hmm. Then, so right. another thing is that they, the vibrator was actually, I think, the the fourth or fifth electronic uh, device that mm-hmm. was actually a household item. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get. At. Yeah. I didn't the, yeah, 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 yeah. And what that's done though is it's also vibrators have um, vibrators are great though. I mean, they've pioneered the way to miniaturizing motors. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, a vibrator is just a motor with a spindle with an offset cam, mm-hmm. and you turn it on, and it. Vibrates, um, so it's. I, I think vibrators are great. They have their place. Um, but uh, so you're looking for the latest technology. I want, yeah, I yeah. want. I want. That's what I wanted.
0: I wanted that biomimicry. I wanted that um, that real partner feel. Mm-hmm. So and inside the device, could you explain? Give, give it sort of a broad sense of what's in there, what you're using from technology point of view?
1: Um, we can't right now because... Um, but I mean, it's we, a
0: suite. It's not a vibration. It's a movement. Yes. So it's, it's a robotic movement. Yes, it okay. is. Okay, yeah. And then and then it moves. It gets bigger and smaller, correct?
1: Yes, it, it, it does. It gets bigger. It, it, and no one had to,
0: done this. No one had innovated in this.
1: Um, not in the way that we have, no. Mm-hmm. Um, you've seen some things on the market that are are close, maybe mm-hmm. similar. Um, but all of these functions all all four of these functions all into one tiny package Mm -hmm. is what was really special about this. Um, And and no one's really gone to the extreme of really trying to understand what the physiology, the human physiology looked like right. and how you can speak to
0: that with micro And how much funding had you gotten for this?
1: $1.1 million. From? Um, it's uh, routed through an organization called the Oregon Opportunity Zone Limited Partnership Okay, um, that we created after uh, federal law uh, created the Opportunity Zones. In mm-hmm. Oregon, it happens to be that they are right in the middle of some really great, uh, places downtown Portland mm-hmm. is one of them. Downtown Corvallis mm-hmm. and downtown Bend. So, all of our what they're to do is. There.
0: Get startups, get startups, yeah, and, and all that's kinds really of really attractive
1: yeah. to uh, to investors because what that fund does is when you when you invest capital gains, mm-hmm. those cap gains sit in that fund um, as as investments. In mm-hmm. in ten years, when you pull them
0: out, there's no taxation. So you were part of the, these programs that are trying to encourage yes. entrepreneurship in yeah. different areas besides Silicon Valley and other places. Oh the, yeah, a lot of cities yeah. are doing this. Yeah.
1: In addition, we actually took on um, this. We just got the grant for. Um, Oregon State's business organ, business Mm -hmm. development organ, we got a phase zero grant for Mm -hmm. $100,000 because not for not just the technology, um, not just for a sex toy application, we are actually probably the first uh, company that's creating a sex toy to get a a uh, a state-funded grant, mm-hmm. but we're creating jobs, right? And we're creating new technology, right? And, those, and that technology has up other applications outside of
0: just what our application. is. And there was. had there been any problem with these when you get them, even though you no. the first? No, 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 not there, not, not at there. all. Well, no reaction. I mean, obviously, people make Smiles. jokes, smile. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. why not? It's jobs. It's making yeah. things. Yeah, sex toys have been around yeah, forever. We had,
1: we've had folks in the in the lab. They've mm-hmm. seen what we're doing, and um, they see it as
0: innovative. Mm-hmm. They don't bat an eye at it. All right. So when we get back, we're going to talk about what happened when you brought it to CES, which is the <laughs> let's define it's the, it's, it that it's used to be and it, it thinks it continues to be the center of where new technology introduced and it did for a long time. a lot of it's, it's a year-round thing now uh, with people introducing technologies. but it's a huge show in Las Vegas held every year in January where tech companies gather, many, many tech companies gather television everything from televisions to just everything. just mm-hmm. everything is there TVs, phones, um, screens. All kinds of stuff game gaming things even sex toys even sex toys. and uh, we're going to talk with CEO Laura Haddock, uh, who's the CEO of Lord DiCarlo, and what happened to her there when we take a quick break
1: This week on the pitch, we're back to pitches and this one's coming from my job. What podcast AI does is it lets podcast producers become ten times more productive.
0: How much are you charging the pitch? We're charging
1: <laughs> 99 dollars. And Josh came in right before we doubled our prices.
0: Mm. Mm. What's keeping something like a restream from just going like, yep, we do all this AI now stuff too? So
1: there's a lot of these older companies that are tacking on AI. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the issue. They're tacking it on. You built this really quickly. What's to stop anybody else from doing this? What's what's the moat? How do you build a moat when you're building with AI? That's this week on The Pitch. Go right now and subscribe to The Pitch, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Tom Warren, Senior Editor at The Verge here. Microsoft is in an era-defining moment. It's betting on AI as the future of work, its Xbox business is going through transformational changes, and the Mac versus PC war is about to be back on. So I'm launching a newsletter called Notepad, It will be your inside guide to all those changes and beyond, from details on the next Xbox to that one time every Microsoft employee named Michael appeared on a mysterious email list. Whatever is happening at Microsoft, you'll be able to read about it first in Notepad every Thursday.
0: Go subscribe now at theverge.com forward slash Notepad. We're here with Laura Haddock. She's the CEO of Laura DiCarlo. So you 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 have this thing, you create a startup, and how many people are you employing? Currently, um,
1: we're at about—we're 10. We're high, We're in the middle of hiring right now. So right. we're looking, looking for all kinds of right now. robotics people. Yes, we've got engineers. Designers. I have a mechatronics engineer, senior mechatronics engineer. We just hired on a new director of engineering who's a 30-year veteran in uh, mechanical engineering, Kim Porter, out mm-hmm. of Bend. Um, and she's helped seen she's seen products from a uh, uh, concept to fruition mm-hmm. multiple times over. She's right. amazing. Right,
0: and and hardware is hard. <laughs> like, it it so is. Me. I mean, it's I very to hard. A stupid like joker. I said, it's, it's extremely capital-intensive. Right, exactly. And most people who do hardware like from everything from the fitbit to other things have very tough going yeah. not just to sell it yeah. and market it but to create and, and oh, yeah. rather than software which is just repeats itself over and over at no additional cost so it's a long road and so it requires a lot of not just money but also fortitude and when you get awards like this it's a big deal an innovation award it's extremely big so deal so tell me what happened tell tell um, the story so we, we had applied in about, uh, I
1: believe in September, and we received the award in October. Um, the process that you have to go through, which is um, you have to get vetted by the CTA. Your company has to get vetted, and then your product has to get vetted, and then they pass it along to a panel of expert judges. So we had experts in robotics and drones reviewing our product, and they said, yes, this deserves an honorary, uh, honorary innovation award mm-hmm. in robotics and drones. And they bestowed that award upon us, and we were ecstatic. Um, I have a large team of engineers who felt very validated by mm-hmm. this. Um, the CTAs so Where in the drone area. That's interesting. Well, it's robotics and drones. drones okay. It's, it's, yeah, they the lump everything and That's yeah, the where one we category. Put these drones, if you're a robot or you drone yeah. like you're going in that category. Right. Um, and we know that CES has been or or poses itself to be a pioneer in technology. I mean, they're they're Had you been? I hadn't been mm-hmm. before. Um, what did I, you do before? I was I've been in healthcare for about 10 to 12 years, okay. Every, everywhere from front of house to back of house, nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pre-med at Portland State okay, and uh, ended up going to Norwich University on a full-ride scholarship with the Navy um, mm-hmm. prior to that. And uh, I was pre-med at the time uh, mm-hmm. when I started the business, and I decided I didn't want to spend another 10 years <laughs> still yeah. to finish med Good school.
0: Choice. So, so you you got this possibility of an award,
1: and? Mm-hmm. Um, so they— they gave us the award, and we started planning for it. Um, we we put a PR plan together uh, to be there at CES and to basically do our soft unveiling mm-hmm. um, at CES. And we were extremely excited about it. And then, as you're when you when you apply and you get the award, they give you mm-hmm. showcase spot. Right. Um, so if you want to be in the showcase, you also have to be on the exhibitor floor. So mm-hmm. we were applying for the exhibitor floor. You have to pay for that. So. Uh, we were going through the regular booths, there. The people, yes. People they're, who don't, yes. Yeah, they're booths
0: like any other convention. Yes. Right.
1: And so if you want that, you have to apply for the exhibitor space, the booth. And that's when we got flagged. They said, well, you're an adult product. Wait, do you, it, this has to do with vaginas. We can't do this. Mm-hmm. No. Um, and, and they flagged I us. And they said vaginas. Well, they said it's an adult product. Right. And the thing that we thought was strange is there are a, Number of adult products on their floor, exhibiting mm-hmm. on their floor. Mm-hmm. So Such that as. was our first flag. Um, you'll see Naughty America; they do right, VR oh yeah, him Yeah, there's also a company called uh, Oh My Bod. They mm-hmm. do uh, vibrators and and sexual stimulators. And uh, we've seen a couple of products in the past. Um, one called Little Bird by b Sensory, um, a really neat idea that was uh, connected to an e-reader, um, mm-hmm. and uh, some okay. other products that have won. Yeah,
0: and so so, so they had done this before, and they do have they've have had a lot. And actually, years ago, mm-hmm. the, the the pornographic uh, show, ADN.
1: yeah, the,
0: what is it called? The uh, Adult, Adult Video Network right.
1: and and CTA uh, and the CES show was at the were same the, time. They, which they is were always, the same show. Yeah, it, they weren't at the same time. Right. They were the same oh, show? Oh, they were. Oh, okay. yeah. They, they used were, to be in the uh, same yeah. building, same right. show. It That's was right. because of the advent of a um, video technology mm-hmm. in, in the VCR. The VCR made its um, mm-hmm. made its debut there, mm-hmm. and so um, slowly they they started to part ways. They literally started to divide through. down. Down the show floor and then mm-hmm. the porn went to the back and, and CES. They, went were to the front. they were in a different. And then they difference. split then mm-hmm. they split venues. Mm-hmm. And then they started splitting further, further and further away in time. Right. Um,
0: now they're two completely separate shows. Absolutely. But the shows were they were at the same time. We're we all we're there. When they mm-hmm. were when they after they had split, you would see it was, yeah. it was fascinating For actually, a time, at the yeah. time. And you would wander into one because it was one of the halls that yeah. <laughs> But it was great. It was actually kind of cool. I remember mm-hmm. thinking this is kind of neat. And it, yeah. they are adjacent in yeah. terms of businesses. And it was often even a running joke there, if, if yes, you recall. Yes, yeah, I what can I mean? imagine. Um, yeah, I've heard stories. So uh, one of my friends who was a, an engineer at... Um, was like, whoa, are you a porn star? And she was like, Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, Oh, uh, yeah, a we
1: we, uh, we showed up at Avian last yeah. year, and they were like, Are you talent? Or like, they-
0: Yeah, no, or just we have tech, tech. Um, so you, they had had it before. That's the point. They they had been comfortable and they, with this yeah, before, and they, and they had it at that time. So right. they so they said we couldn't exhibit, and then we
1: said, Okay, well, how are we going to get in the showcase? And then they went quiet for a couple of days, and then they sent us a letter saying. Uh, we're sorry, we're going to rescind your award. Mm-hmm. We're taking your award away because um, they cited words like immoral, obscene, what? profane. What? Yes. And um, my immediate reaction was, how is how is vaginal sexual health and wellness profane? Mm-hmm. And who said profane? The CTA. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, they sent us a letter um, mm-hmm. citing those specific words, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, you know, when you have a company called Naughty America, like mm-hmm. Naughty is synonymous with, right. with immoral or profane, and uh, that doesn't quite make sense. So um, we we said as much to them. We sent mm-hmm. uh, letters directly back to them, citing that it was you know their decision was um, was arbitrary. Mm-hmm. It was extremely capricious, and and additionally, we thought it was extremely biased, um, considering what they had on the floor. And they they returned back to us saying that well, w- never mind forget we said that, there was just a misunderstanding you should have never gotten this far in the first place. Mm-hmm. And a, that, misunderstanding. a misunderstanding. By whom? Gary Shapiro. Right, okay. But but what he and did. the CTA, it had gone straight up, yeah. straight up the, the ladder, straight to the, the head of the CTA. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting, it wasn't the expert judges that rescinded our award. Right. It was the administrators. Yeah. So the administrators were were deciding what was innovative. Right.
0: So at that point, which was the way it should be, right? Of right. Of course. Right. Of
1: course. Right. Um, okay. Same thing in art. So at that point, we said that's absolutely ridiculous because mm-hmm. we went through your vetting process. Your expert judges gave us the award, and now you're taking it back. Mm-hmm. How did it, How is it a misunderstanding? It it got right. this far when right. they? And then they said again, forget everything. You are banned from the show, and you are not. You don't qualify for. Any category ever at all whatsoever, end of story. Why had they
0: had they never given a sex toy an award or no? Yeah, they have.
1: Yeah, they have. Right. They've, they'd a uh, French company called Be Sensory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the product was called Little Bird. Um, they'd given another award to a product um, that was produced by the company Oh My Bod mm-hmm. and uh, cable exercisers um, and multiple other products, but um, somehow this is this is where the buck stops. And do you know why that is? If that's they the case. never gave us a they never gave us an, a, a true reason, and then after they said we weren't qualified for any um, category mm-hmm. whatsoever, um, John Parmigiani at Oregon State sent them a letter saying, "This does qualify. Mm-hmm. It is a robotic product, and mm-hmm. if it, it, that qualifies for many of your mm-hmm. other categories." Mm-hmm. And they never responded. Never responded. Okay. And you did you ever get to the bottom of why they did that? No. They released a statement to the press uh, saying after everything had been leaked and Mm -hmm. we started getting coverage um, saying that we told them we were sorry two months ago. We said we were sorry and they never qualified. That's it and it was, that was that was all we heard from them. Okay. So at this point,
0: I would... This is just... Yeah. I'm going to interrupt. This Go was ahead. a group of people that did a... I'll never forget this when I was at CS. They did a whole display of pink-colored devices for women. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember that? That was yeah. just horrifying when yeah. I walked into it. I was like, what? Yeah, because
1: like, women love pink. I love rhinestones, yeah. I mean, too. It was I just mean, insane. It was great. an insane
0: display. <laughs> like, let's get... And the whole push was to get more women involved. Yeah. But they they did <laughs> pink-colored devices. And I, I literally was like, I will never come here again. Oh, yeah. this is just Who is thinking yeah. up this crap, essentially? Uh, uh, not, not women. No. <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, so so they never gave you an explanation, and then you just didn't go? Well, we didn't go to CES. We right. actually went to uh, Showstoppers, which
1: is a press event at CES. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did our release there. And you know what happened at the end of the show is— uh, IHS Market Innovation Awards ended up mm-hmm. giving us a uh, honoree innovation award in robotics and drones. Mm-hmm. So go all figure. Right.
0: So you went to some of the things, the side things that, mm-hmm. that were there. There's all kinds yes. of, for those who don't know, there's all kinds of side things in the ballrooms. You know, press, where, release press, press, and, press release you know, shows. Press releases, which are good, which are actually, yeah. they gather these companies. One is called Showstoppers. The other, um, I was trying to remember the name. Oh. There's a, There's bunches of them. I can't remember the name of it. Showstoppers. Yeah. Showstoppers is the one we ended up on. Yeah. yeah. But what you do is you pay to be there, and then the pre- it's easy for the they have food, and the press comes in and oh, looks yeah. at things. Yeah. And it's actually somewhat helpful. It's like yeah. living press releases, essentially. Yeah. And you get to look at stuff like that. And it's actually a very efficient way to look at things because the, the floors are so enormous that you don't, and it, and, and it's many of them have very good selections of mm-hmm. who they pick, even though you pay to be there. They're actually very helpful. They're good at curating it. Um, and so, what was the result then? You went there and then got this attention.
1: Um, we had already done the the leak, so mm-hmm. we had already started getting some attention and uh, getting some um, press coverage. And. So we have people walking up to our booths going, oh, my gosh, you're here. Oh, my gosh, that's <laughs> yeah. the product. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, it, it kind of exploded at that point. And like I said, the um, Showstoppers uh, is also uh, put on in partnership with uh, IHS Market Innovations out of the U.K., and they, they gave us an award for mm-hmm. robotics. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they said when they walked away was, we promise we won't take this
0: one back. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we So were, what impact oh, did it have on you? You've got a lot of pres- – I mean, any, everything's a marketing opportunity in a lot of ways. Yeah. For- um, You know, they couldn't have done us a bigger favor.
1: Yeah. Because we know exactly. We know that this product is innovative. It's technologically innovative. What we're doing and how we're processing, the process by which we're creating Mm -hmm. itself is innovative. We're iterating on a daily basis. Um, Our team is very dialed in. Mm -hmm. And we kind of, we look at CES and yes, um, they do poise themselves as pioneers in innovation. And, and, you know, it's kind of the show to be at each year. And I'm not mad. Mm -hmm. I'm not upset. Um, I, w- I would welcome a conversation with them. I would mm-hmm. I would welcome the the ability to sit down with the CTA and help them figure out how to move forward. Because the fact is, if they don't move forward with products like mine and with female innovators, with people people of color, with uh, with minorities, with the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. um, they're going to get left behind. Mm-hmm. These people are innovating and they're going to get left behind. When you have an entire, like, section of an entire demographic all by itself, and those are the only people that are allowed to be there to innovate, Mm -hmm. then you lose out on so many other possibilities. Right, right, and they use the excuse
0: of sexual adult whatever
1: like i said like where did where did we get vhs from where do right. we get um uh how do you pay for things on the internet mhm so mm-hmm. where do you think that started from that was
0: that started in porn absolutely all of it i yeah. people don't know I, the, I have said this so many times a bright line there yeah. was a there was a woman innovator in and who i brought to ces actually for i did an interview with her and i'm blanking she was the most downloaded woman on the internet but she's also <laughs> brilliant um what was her name uh, anyway she was a very early pioneer all this yeah. and she was Absolutely brilliant and conceptual ideas around the internet, and it was downloadable porn, all kinds of things. Yeah. And I brought her to a session at CS and all I had was guys snickering. And I was like, "Are you stupid? This woman had her ideas are brilliant, and she runs circles around you." And mm-hmm. Danny, Danny, someone, the most. Talented. Anyway, it just was. She was way ahead of her time in terms of. Stuff. Um, <laughs> in any case, but they were snickering, and I was like, "Oh God, listen, stop! Get away from!" Sex, right. you know, because you're all like teenage boys. Oh yeah. And actually, my kids are teenage boys. They're not like this. <laughs> um, and and it was amazing. I remember thinking, what a bunch of idiots this woman's saying yeah. things that are very smart yeah. that they should. Well,
1: listen I mean, to. CES has had issues with mm-hmm. with being with being able to make women or or people outside of mm-hmm. white cis male straight males feel comfortable mm-hmm. at CES. Yeah. And the biggest problem there isn't isn't the products particularly. Yes, a whole wall of pink is pretty atrocious. Mm-hmm. But the problem is it's how and act around sex mm-hmm. more so than the products themselves that makes that make most people uncomfortable. Yeah, I would um, agree. All right,
0: when we get back, we're going to talk about that and where you're going as a company. Uh, we're here with Laura Haddock. She's the CEO of Laura DiCarlo. She tangled with CES when she brought her uh, sex toy startup there, won an award, and then they rescinded it and have yet to really explain why they did so. We'll be right back. We're here with Laura Haddock, the CEO of Laura DiCarlo. She runs a company that has a sex toy. It's a mechanical sex toy trying to innovate in the area. Um, She won an innovation award at CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show. It's the biggest show in technology. Um, And they rescinded it for reasons unknown, uh, well, sort of known, besides them being... I don't know why. Are they prudes? <laughs> are they just stupid? It's just hard to say. So we're talking about this, and one of the things you brought up in the last thing is is the bigger picture of women in technology. Uh, you're probably one of the few women CEOs in technology. Um, oh. There's so many, so few, especially in startups. Yeah, well, I mean, the fact is um,
1: only about 2% of, of all female founders end up, uh, entrepreneurs end up with VC funding, mm-hmm. and 0.2% of that are minorities, people of color. Right. And a 2%... All VC funding, and mm-hmm. and it's, I, I think that spread in itself um, describes the the dearth of female representation, of queer representation, um, non-binary people, people of color, minorities, marginalized. Um, yes, completely. And when. When you have so little um, diversity mm-hmm. in technology, you end up with things like hiring processes or hiring AI that, mm-hmm. that, that discriminates against women. Mm-hmm. Um, you end up with companies that don't make as much money if they, if they had actually started including women right. because they're only marketing to a very small segment, a very small demographic that uh, looks like them. Right, And you're missing out on a huge opportunity. I mean, uh, where women spend, where we spend our money, 70% of that comes from the female end of the household. Right. We make 80% of the buying decisions, and you're only marketing to the male side. Right. It, it, it so does why do you sense. think
0: that is? I, I mean, I have an idea of why it is, but I'd love to know your thoughts on it. Uh,
1: to me, I mean, I'm uh, I'm in my 30s. I've seen, like, I've talked to my mother about this. I mean, she she burned her bra mm-hmm. when uh, did she actually? She actually burned her bra. Mm-hmm. So I I grew up in a very uh, feminist-friendly household mm-hmm. and um, wasn't really exposed to a lot of this until later in life when I started mm-hmm. realizing, wow, there's a huge divide between men and women where my ability to make choices about my body, where my ability to to date someone and not be called a slut mm-hmm. um, are, are concerned. And, and it kind of, it, it passes through to everything. It passes through to, to business, to technology, um, mm-hmm. even in healthcare. And women actually spend a, as much as 20 minutes longer waiting for medication mm-hmm. than men do. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's old guard. It's been this way for a long time. And it's just something that, that we've been used to. And I think a lot of the people that are in positions of power, that C-suite, um, the manager, the people of power that are holding the keys, that are guarding right. the doors, they're, they're they're men. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I I think on an individual basis, they're actually very amenable to and and want to allow diversity on an individual basis. But as a group, it seems that people tend to want to allow others in that look like them, that right. talk like them, that yep. have the same education as them. Right. And it's I call
0: it a mirror autocracy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and, and you also had something that was a little titillating to them in some way. It's for some reason. Yeah. You know, it's a mechanical device, is what it is. Something
1: like that can also be it's a little frightening. It's right. a little off putting. Right. Um, and it's
0: aimed at women. Yes, it's yeah. a product aimed, which is what you're marketing to. Correct? It's not. Well, we're um, we want to be
1: as inclusive as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not. It's not that we realize that. Well, it's hard. Men our- don't have vaginas, from what I understand. Well, but they do buy for their partners. Yes, yes
0: they do. A exactly. Good, a
1: good percentage of That's them right. do buy That's for their right. partners. Right. And I've had a number of older white males come to me and say, "Hey, I really." Um, I appreciate my partner. I'm not. Um, I'm not intimidated by this product, and I want to get it for her. Right. Right. And that I. I think that's what I was talking about. When the individual, I think uh, generally on, on a on an individual basis, they do right. make the right decisions. But as a group, so um, we've how been do you change that from your
0: perspective? Uh, I won't shut up. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> um, I'm just going to keep driving ahead mm-hmm. at this point and. Um, I think that's how we've gotten this far in the first place. Mm-hmm. Every time somebody has kind of looked at me a little funny, like, "Are you sure you're gonna you're gonna do okay with that?" Or, mm-hmm. "Oh, oh, that's a cute idea that you're starting a cute. business." Do they yes, use the word "cute"? I've been, yeah, the oh, word "cute" man. has been used. I hate um, that word. You know, when I I uh, I'm a part of the Portland Accelerate program mm-hmm. in uh, our our Accelerate Fund Portland program, and that's uh, a collection of uh, female and female facing entrepreneurs, CEOs, and founders. It's a cohort helping those people trying to right. really get a hold of their business right. and we this we give advice and things like that yeah it's, 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 it's like okay. a class it's class. fabulous yeah so we uh, we told that entire group were what we were going to do that we were going to do this leak mm-hmm. and we were going to blow this blow mm-hmm. blow this out, blow the lid off the whole thing mm-hmm. and and expose it and the reaction we got from the whole room was that's great but aren't you afraid that somebody's going to call you bitchy mm-hmm. or whiny mm-hmm. or are you are you afraid that somebody's going to pull your funding mm-hmm. and those are all very real possibilities right. but I don't care right we need has to that say happened no. Nope. No. No, I mean, we you get trolls. Mm-hmm. You're going to get people that are going to be like, oh, y- you know, she's just being pitchy. Mm-hmm. Or she's just being whiny. I'm sorry if I was a man and I was doing mm-hmm. this. You'd um, be bold. Oh, yes. Let's yeah. think about Jeff a Bezos beautiful. last week. Oh. A hero. <laughs> a hero yeah. for exposing you. Yeah. Oh god.
0: Oh, I've read a bunch of those tweets too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them were very funny. Yeah. Uh, let's be honest. It was, that was funny. Very but, sincere. Yes, it was. Oh, the tweets. I wrote a whole column in the New York <laughs> I, Times about I it. it. I was I they were just it's, they were, they were very sweet. Uh, it was shockingly sweet. Um <laughs> thank you. Um so I, I wrote about him twice in two weeks about his penis. It was really quite something. And in the New York Times, I was like, never in my life did I feel I would reach this peak of, of journalistic excellence. Um but actually this week I'm writing about the Amazon head headquarters which was not quite the
1: oh yeah um i know um, i know that she had she had a bit of a
0: hand in that she did she tweeted the heck out so of him i just love her yeah <laughs> she, so to why I. Yeah. I mean really let's be honest yeah. she's fantastic she's like speaking of Xena, warrior princess oh, really? um so uh nobody remembers that who's under a certain uh, age but. i do All right, i, okay, I identify with that yes, actually Whatever exactly. <laughs> yeah Whatever, her yell her little thing the whole Weird Gabrielle relationship. Oh yes, yeah. So anyway, well, we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> so you're you're continue. What is your plans going forward? Let's finish up talking. Um, about what are you gonna do? So I think it's really important. that... You're still in that, Portland. Yes. Well, we're actually in Bend,
1: Oregon. Okay. All right. Uh, we're in Bend, Oregon. We also have an engineering lab in Corvallis. It's right mm-hmm. next to Oregon State right? University. A lot goes on there. I think
0: Nike's there, right? Uh, there's a lot of innovation. So Nike's it's in Portland. Portland. It's out of Portland. It's in Beaverton. It's Beaverton. That's Beaverton, yes. right. Yeah. So there's a lot of innovation in Portland. People forget. That yes. Got yeah. You have a lot yeah. of really fantastically we large companies and technology, and also technology. Technology. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. I mean, you don't think of Nike as technology, but Intel's there. Oh, all it kinds is. of all kinds of yeah. companies I mean, are there. You're, you're big creating and small. things. Yeah, um, but it is a very sex positive community mm-hmm. as well, um, which, yes, is, it which is which is nice. Very nice. Um, too. I,
1: I think it, it is really important to note, though, that um, I think I'm, I'm always going to try to look at things from a, a more positive light, I suppose, and I, I think CES and the CTI still has an opportunity mm-hmm. to turn this around. What I would think you like from them? I would love to sit down at the table with them and talk to them about how they, how they promote better diversity, how they talk about sex in a way that is not Immoral. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, that's not profane. And I would love to see them turn that around. And I would love to work with them on on some guidelines about how they do You know do it's profane?
0: That. The Facebook portal. But go ahead. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's <laughs> profane. Someone gave me one, and I think I threw it in oh, someone's geez. head. Um, so so you'd like to sit down with them and talk about it and yeah. try to help them get there. Yeah. You know, interestingly, Gary wrote me a note because I said something negative about CES, and he's like, we should talk So maybe we will have that happen. Mm-hmm. That would be it. And what could they do? What could they do? What could that group do? Because it's just one group, and it's just a com. It's just a big. Event. You know, I,
1: I, like having this this biased um, rejection. Uh, just it did. It, it didn't make any sense, and it's just mm-hmm. going to blow up in their faces, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think laying down some guidelines about what kind of um, what kind of products and what kind of companies um, mm-hmm. and and how you how you market, right on the floor, that right. makes sense, if they want right. to keep things um, a little bit more uh, PG, mm-hmm. that makes more sense to me. Right. And really I, I allowing a certain amount of, of companies in mm-hmm. um, that fall within this category, because the last thing I want to see is a whole wall of pink.
0: Right, right. Again. Or something like that. but um, well, you also don't want to be put in an area, right? No, I don't. Right, and right. and
1: I think that's really important. The last thing I want to do is be allocated or segregated to a corner right. and, and have AVN start all over again. The fact right. is the, some of these products are very
0: innovative, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they they do deserve awards. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be back with the people who make those twinkly lights. You mm, know, all those people in the way Right, right. Or, I love or, that area. or cell phone covers. Yeah, yeah cell phone there's covers. there's
1: plenty of those. Yeah. I think there are plenty of ways for them to approach this. um but truly, if they weren't to do anything, i mm-hmm. I'm going to move on. Right. Our, our company so is going to So where do you go on. as a
0: small company to get attention and stuff?
1: Right now, it's uh, we have a great opportunity to continue talking about this dearth of female, um, non-binary, and mm-hmm. minority representation within tech and within business because of what's happened. Um, I've actually been invited to speak at South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. I'll be speaking at Muse Conference out of Bend, me, uh, muses for uh, women and, and young women and girls. And I'll be speaking at uh, Forbes Women in Tel Aviv, mm-hmm. uh, end of March getting the message out yeah 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 and I think that's that's really important so we're gonna use that platform and what's really amazing about that is you know I'm I'm not a woman of color Mm -hmm. I'm Sicilian but um it allows us a platform for us to lift others up and lift their voices up and for them to be able to talk about um, you know what they're doing so I want to take that opportunity I want to I want to be able to, to to tackle that. And what about and the company? The company itself, we're going to be releasing. Um, we're going to be releasing the product in What's Q3. What's the product's name? Osei. Osei. Yes. It Why? means risque okay. in the Italian.
0: Oh. Okay. Um, my family's Italian, but I did not know that.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, so we will be releasing that in in quarter three, so end of fall. Mm-hmm. And we've got a couple of products um, on the roadmap. Actually, um, my director of marketing, Sarah Brown, likes to call it an interstate mm-hmm. uh, roadmap. Mm-hmm. And um, so we've got products for partner play. We've got a couple of lifestyle products that mm-hmm. we're that we're hoping to fire off, and um, further down the road, we're hoping to um, start creating platforms, uh, a developer's toolkit for uh, VR for mm-hmm. our product, so people with vaginas can also mm-hmm. experience VR. Right. I think it's a side note. Really interesting to note that uh, Naughty America. We had somebody that actually went to their booth, and they asked her. Do you want the male perspective or the female perspective? And mm-hmm. she was elated and said, mm-hmm. "Oh wow, you have a female perspective. Mm-hmm. I want to see the female perspective." And then she put on the goggles, and you know what she saw? What two women having sex? Oh, so, um, so our I know the guy it's our intent that to actually company. truly create something yeah. for everyone, right? And that's really a big part of our mission is the inclusivity, our values as a company, our respect and empowerment and integrity, and that mm-hmm. spans gender, that spans preference, that spans color, and that's incredibly important to us.
0: Absolutely. I'll end on that because that's a fantastic way to look at it. Laura, it was great having you on the show. Thank Thank you for coming and good luck with your product. Thank you all for listening. You can find uh, more episodes of Recode Decode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. And please tell a friend about the show. You can follow me on Twitter at Kara Swisher. Laura, where can people find you or your products online? At
1: lordacarlo.com. That's L-O-R-A-D-I-C-A-R-L-O
0: dot com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. Okay, great. Uh, now that you're done with this, go check out our other podcasts, Recode Media and Pivot. You can find those shows wherever you found this one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Recode Decode. Thanks to our editor, Joel Robbie, and our producer, Eric Johnson. I'll be back here on Saturday. Tune in then.